he actually talked, he did an interview where he was talking about how he, like, the thing that he misses about YouTube, it's like, you know, it's like all commercials and trailers and it's just like a place for people to sell things. But he's like, back in the day when YouTube first started, it was the Wild West where there was just like crazy things out there. And like, that was the appeal for him originally. And that's why he released, uh, he made a deal where what got sold to Netflix, but he was like, I will only do this if it can also get released to YouTube for free because like mm -hmm. YouTube is how I found fame and how I kind of like, like, like the people who like watch me on YouTube like are the reason why I am where I am. So, nice. yeah. And that's why we put our podcast on YouTube. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Sessions with Mary Jane. I am your host, Jordan Freed. And I am your other host, Brendan O'Brien. And I'm Bo Burnham. No. <laughs> we didn't say who we were talking about, so I just had to slip it in there. That's right. I'm Rena Ezra. Yes. And we are back with a very wonderful guest this week. Uh, she's been tearing up the Hudson Valley, New York State, Northeast of America comedy scene. Uh, you probably have seen her somewhere if you're listening to this. Uh, Dana Marie. Yeah. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's always good to have uh, Warwickians, you know, <laughs> yeah. since... Now I'm we have three. Two, two. Yeah. I'm from Warwick, you're from yeah. Warwick, yeah. Brendan's from Warwick, yeah. Yeah. Are you actually from Warwick, or are you just manufacture like like because like, like they pretend I'm from Warwick, but oh. but you are actually because he was born in St. Anthony's Hospital. His birth certificate oh, is yeah, okay, okay. he is born in Warwick. I'm from Greenwood. There's a myth, so. right? Oh, but you're that, like it's yeah, a yeah. borough <laughs> of Warwick. Yeah, right there. Yes. Yeah. You know, I was born in Warwick, also St. Anthony's. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I grew up there. Yeah. It's a popular be, hospital. Yeah, a lot of babies, a lot of babies there. <laughs> Not a good reason. No, no. <laughs> yeah. Let me ask a silly question, but is Marie your last name? No, it's uh, my middle name. Okay, what's your last name? I knew it. Christensen? Okay. I had a feeling Marie was a middle name. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a very common middle name. Yeah, not a common last name, really. Sure, definitely all. not. No. And it's way too hard for people to say Dana, so Christensen is a far fetch. Really? Is it hard for people to say Dana? I, it's unbelievable. It has Dana. I know. It's phonetic. So I'm like, why is it? But Diana, I get Dina, I, I get like all these weird ones. I'm like, what? Are you look, are you looking at the same, name? Same, <laughs> yeah, I have the same experience with my name. Yeah. R-E-E-N-A. Yeah. Rena. Yeah. There's no other way you can say it. Renee. But Renee, oh. yeah. <laughs> Rihanna. What? I'm sorry? Yeah. Rihanna? No. Don't do two different pronunciations for those E's. Like, yeah. they're the same. Rihanna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is baffling how how badly people can mess up a name. Like even when they know you, sometimes like I have people who like I've known for years who call me Brian or Brandon still. So yeah, and I'm like, you know, it's fine. Okay, correct you. Because at certain point, it's like you can try correct people, but like people are gonna like whatever they have in their head, they're gonna say it. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So you, do you live in Warwick uh, currently? I live in Middletown, okay. so like 20 minutes from Warwick. Yes. Yes. Not too bad. Yeah, I had to get out of Warwick. Yeah, I did. I leave it that. really did. It's it's like it's too um it's too yuppie now. Like a lot of city mm -hmm. people moved up to upstate during mm -hmm. the pandemic and everything like that. But Warwick specifically is like a hotbed for snobby people, I feel like at this point. So yeah. I don't know, I just lost a lot of community and hmm. I just had to yeah. Spread my wings and fly 20 minutes away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can I ask, what did you like about Warwick's character when you were growing up? Nothing. Good <laughs> <laughs> answer! Good answer! <laughs> what did you like and what did you dislike? This is my favorite episode now. Feel free. Feel free. I did not grow up there. I grew up 
Mama, New Jersey. So what is it? I mean, I know, you know, Jordan and Brendan being from there, but yeah. what is it? <laughs> what is it that you did not favor? I don't know. It was just like, there was nothing really to do. I mean, at the end of the day, it's a small farm town and like mm -hmm. they can make as many hippie shops as they want, you know, which is mm -hmm. cool. And that's what I gravitated towards. But at the end of the day, it's like farms and that's sort of it. So you would hang out in people's houses and then like, I don't know, there's a wide range between like super duper, like regular people just like chilling at like a below middle class range. Mm -hmm. And then there's like these random like mansions in the middle of Warwick <sighs> with like all these rich kids. And you're like, what? There's such a weird in between that I couldn't really nail gotcha. um, okay. that. And then, um, and there's such a surplus now they're building even more mansions. Yeah. Now it's, I, I think it's majority that. Which is another reason why. Not that I don't like people that have money. Like, that's not a real thing. But, mm -hmm. like... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love everyone's money. You see it. I love your money so yeah. much. I love you, but I love your money more. I love your money more. Give me some. Yeah, you hear that money listener or money owners out there? Yeah. <laughs> Fund me. Yeah, come you. to my comedy show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, speaking of that, when did you get into doing stand-up comedy? Or comedy in general, I guess. So I started six months before the pandemic pandemic okay. and then obviously stopped for a good majority of that and I got back to it like uh May of 2021 so I I round out like two and a half years ish mm -hmm. so interesting yeah. time to yeah. dive into comedy yeah to decide that I wanted to do something like in person yeah. <laughs> and then have that all be shut down yeah but it's all right I mean it's just you know you get to meet cool people either way so how's your experience been great um for the most part you know it's a lot of learning and a lot of failing mm -hmm. <laughs> and a lot of um ego stuff and just like you're in your head a lot but for the most part i like writing i like talking in front of people and i love making people laugh so why wouldn't i like doing that? Mm -hmm. what was the content that you decided you're like oh i want to share this was it just observations in the world or also personal stuff or yeah, it was mostly cancer. Not the astrological yeah. side. Yes, yes. Yeah. So I've had lymphoma for 10 years now. And when I first got sick, um, you know, there's like an influx of people that start contacting you when anything bad happens. Mm. You're like, whoa, oh my gosh, everyone <laughs> like actually likes me or whatever. And then they sort of like give you your space. So like a lot of people drop off. A lot of people don't want to talk to you. And there was just, like, weird boundary about talking about cancer and, like, what that means. But, like, also you're changing as a person. So there's a lot of um, learning and growth there. But I felt like I really wanted to, like, connect with people about it and mm -hmm. just, like, more so humanize the fact that, like, yeah, I'm sick. But, like, I'm also still me in some sort of capacity. And I can still, like, hang out. Yeah. I just might be on the couch and, like, in sweats and chilling. But, yeah. <laughs> you know. Um and then, too, just, like, making fun of the crazy shit that happens during, like, hospital stays or, like, just, like, life in general with cancer as, like, a young person. Yeah. Because, like, the dynamic of being, having such a old person disease when you're just graduated college mm -hmm. is super weird. So, like, not only do you feel weird with your friends, but you also feel weird, like, in the context of the disease itself. Like, I would go to the, I still, I go to the hospital all the time and, like, it's just old people there. So mm -hmm. I'm just like hanging out with them, mm -hmm. which is mm -hmm. fine by me. But also I wanted to like just talk about it more because 
you know, everyone's affected by cancer in some sort of way. Mm -hmm. You don't have it yourself. You know someone that has it Mm -hmm. or you like are just around it and Mm -hmm. heard of it. So just being more aware of that and bringing that to a a more public forum. And like I've tried stuff like YouTube. Um, That was fun too. I tried like Instagram stuff, but I don't know. It's just something about like being in front of people and like just being in their face and just like. (laughs) <laughs> sort of forcing them to be in that space with you is sort of fun to me. Like, <laughs> yeah, so the first time I heard you was at, I, I feel like it was before Drownlands, but I, I can't recall, so I'm just going to say Drownlands is the first, like, when you did, oh my god, when, even, when was that show? <laughs> Jordan, I don't even remember. No. Several months ago. Thank you. General was at fall time. Yeah, it was the fall, yeah. It was kind of so weird after lockdown. Yeah, it was, you could like feel it. I, I, this is probably bad to say, but I got excited because you, (laughs) you started out and I was just like, oh, I, it was like, and you can feel also like the audience doesn't know how to react or doesn't know how you are putting them in that space and they're like, oh, we're talking about this. Because they're, they're so like, they're like, oh, I'm going to laugh and it's going to be something stupid and silly. But I like this shit when it's real. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, okay. I have n- like, what can you say about this? This is your experience. And you're also, you know, cho- choosing what to make fun of or mm-hmm. shed light on and this and that, whatever. So I, yeah, I was hooked. Thanks. Yeah. Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah, because it is sort of like... um I don't know. I sort of feel like Mark Maron sometimes when I go in. <laughs> we all feel like Mark Maron. <laughs> so just like, oh. <laughs> so <laughs> true. <laughs> the other guy was just doing fart jokes. Yeah. So. <laughs> it's a little different, but it's fun. I mean, I, I'm glad that you appreciate it because some people don't. But it's also, I like making people feel uncomfortable. Like when you just ask, like, why did you get into comedy? My favorite thing is just like cancer. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's an yeah. yeah, very blunt like that. Yeah, yeah. Was there an element of like the, like, finding the humor in like the situation was like a part of the reason why you did go into comedy to begin with? Yeah, I think I definitely just make light of a lot of terrible situations. Like, cancer is one of the many things that, you know, have been in my past. Like, my house burned down when I was in eighth grade. Like, all these, like, crazy fucking weird things that happen to, like, almost no one. So, I always have to try to, like, normalize what's happening in some sort of way. And sort of, like, by doing that, I'm just making people laugh in in the sense. Because it's, like, it's so heavy that I'm, like, I have to just, like make you laugh about it because yeah. it's just incredibly insane <laughs> like these things happen yeah but, wow yeah how can i ask how was it moving past the house fire um so that was like age? yeah you, Dude, how old were you um i was in eighth grade so what like oh they're 13, 13 14 or, yeah something like that okay yeah yeah that was when I first experienced like denial and just like suppressing reality yeah I lived with my friends so that was cool like I got to like stay with them the whole time my parents like so just sleepovers to a whole new level. Yeah. Because yeah. you're like, I'm yeah. staying here for a while. Yeah. yeah. It was just like a like hangout, basically. Mm. And I just like sort of forgot about the whole situation. And then I moved into like a rental with my parents a couple of months later. And I still like didn't even really process it. But yeah, that was my How first. was your attachment to things? 
terrible. Like I would lose things always. Like I always was like a wandering nomad in college. Like I just had like a bag. So you're the best person around. to have a house fire. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, yeah, yeah you and exactly. Mary Poppins. <laughs> exactly. I always had like a traveling gypsy bag and huge <laughs> bag that I would lug around with me with all my belongings. But yeah, yeah, it probably fucked me up a lot. But I um I found a place and I feel like this house that we're living in now in Middletown is the first time that I'm like okay, like, this is a space that I'm going to stay in for a while. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I can make changes and do whatever, and it's still going to be there, and it's fine. Yeah. Because things that felt temporary for so long. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, apartments going this and that, and you're never really, like, stable, yeah. I feel like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, oh, this roommate moved out, so we have to move out because we can't afford the rent and, like, all this stuff. But we have, like, a, a steady apartment, and I live with my partner. So it's all steady now. Yeah. It's been a long time coming. Yeah. What's the uh, most important part of a place that you live that makes it feel like home for you? Mm. Ooh. Um, I like that question. Yeah, Thanks. that's a good one. Thanks. I think probably... Now you have to answer after. I know. That's the hard question. <laughs> I know. Like, well, well, probably like... Honestly, probably just having my... I have three cats and two dogs, like just having animals mm. with me mm. and like having a space for them because I'm not good at like decorating. I'm not good at like fixing things. <laughs> so like, it's not the space around me. It's just like the things that are in it, Yeah, you know, and they don't even have to be organized in a certain way. I'm going to feel like it's home. Yeah. It's hard to decorate. Oh, like, look at our walls. There's nothing on here. It's so... Like, we finally put something on the wall. Look at this wall. This wall. It's so... Old. Yeah, wall over there. Also, they have the wall. Also because we rent, I never want to nail anything in. But yeah. I'm, I'm also... Like, yeah, I'm just like, well, there's it's just overwhelming. There's so many things that oh could be goodness. on here that could be hung. Mm -hmm. And, like, what's good? What's right? Like, this... Does this match? Does this go? Like colors no colors have to match what the hell i cannot. allegedly yeah allegedly, allegedly. Yeah. yeah curtain colors my mom's like what color curtains are you gonna i'm like i don't know what's <laughs> that good yeah Clear. and then you think it's a good idea to go online and no. search terrible idea <laughs> terrible yeah. don't do that because then you'll be flustered <laughs> oh my gosh yeah. talking about recent experience <laughs> now we're in personal also i hate last thing i'll say is when people do mix and match mm. but it it works yeah you're like oh i would have never put these colors that don't go together and these furniture pieces or whatever yeah. but it looks great and then you try it and you're like this looks like shit yeah. <laughs> and it's not cheap it's not it's, like oh my god <laughs> no like i just spent a boatload of money on something that like is not looking good. Especially <laughs> after the pandemic. Everything wrapped up in price. And yeah. you're just like, you, fuck it, I'm using a cardboard box. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's it. It's, it's classic. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it's classic. Doesn't go out of style. <laughs> when something happens to that, I just get another box. No, 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 no easy. Plenty of them. Yeah, time. you know, furniture's brown, this is brown. Yeah. It works. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. And what was your thing, Brendan? What was my thing? What makes you feel like you're home? She said animals. Oh, uh, uh, it's kind of like hippy dippy answer, but I guess like the, like the energy, like the energy has to feel good. Like I feel like it's like it's so hippy dippy. Yeah. Uh, also, the floor, like floors are ideal. So like I think just having like a good a good floor. It's <laughs> not silly, but I'm like honestly because like cause, you know I was talking to my girlfriend about like how like homes used to have carpeting in them, and now I feel like oh, yeah. I would not like to live in a house with, with carpeting at all. Like Is style hardwood now. Like. like 
maybe one room is like the carpet room, but then everything else gotta be hardwood floor, like marble yeah. or something, tiling. Yeah. Yeah. Just for cleaning purposes too. Yeah. 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 yeah good thing they made Swiffer. Yeah. Do you like sage for energy? Is that what you do? Mm, no, I just uh, accept the energy of whatever it is. <laughs> I, <would just, laughs> I just hope for the best. I was trying to change it. Yeah, yeah, I don't affect it. I just, I just accept whatever energy is so there. It's so in this phase. That's right, right. Energy. That's, that's the sage. Like, yeah. 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 <laughs> that's yeah. the sage that keeps on giving. Yeah. 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 Um, what's your favorite place you've ever like either stayed in or I guess like lived in or yeah, just place, location? Um, oh, I mean, favorite place? I liked probably we lived in a apartment in the t village of Warwick that was right by Halligan's. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> that was the most fun place. Yeah. Um. Uh, explain for people who don't know what is Halligan's. Oh, that's just a it's a bar. It's a terrible bar. <laughs> not everybody who's from Warwick listen. Like not all Sorry. Warwickians listen to the podcast. <laughs> <That's> true. <laughs> just a, okay, bar. You're the local I, Irish it, bar. Yeah. It is one of three <laughs> Irish pubs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so really know, it's special. Could have been a hat store. Could have been, you know. This is true. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, it was just fun because it's like, you could walk everywhere. I could walk up to get coffee. I worked at um, a restaurant at that time, too, so I could walk to my job, like, wake up five minutes before. Mm, was, <laughs> that was that Fanny's? Yeah, I worked at... Yo, Fanny's was yeah, fine. Fanny's. I love walking. As much as I love sitting. Mm. But I love... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're both great. They're both great. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, the whole convenient, like, distance where you can just go somewhere, leave the house, and be like, oh, this is right here. Yeah. yeah. Anything, like... At least ten minutes away, it feels like about. I'm like, no, I don't know. I can do that later. Yeah. Like going to the grocery store from Warwick is like maybe ten minutes, maybe less. But for some reason, I was like, I have to drive. Yeah, <laughs> it's more of a commitment to like get in the car, close yeah. the door, start it up. Yeah. Really difficult yeah. things. Yeah. Um, what was your uh, favorite part and least favorite part of working in food? Favorite part was that. My boss, who worked, so I worked at Fanny's. It was a breakfast and lunch place that's farm to table, and everything's made from scratch. And the food is fantastic, absolutely amazing. And the best part was that my boss was is amazing, and she she's a head chef and would let you order whatever the fuck you wanted. Mm -hmm. Each person that worked there. That's cool. So every day, because you usually get staff meal, where it's just like, yeah, you just pick it, whatever the chef fucking makes you. Like, you have no say yeah. if you like it or not. Like, who cares? You have to work for eight hours and, like, deal with it. Mm -hmm. But, like, she would ask you what you wanted, and you could have an entire meal of this beautiful, oh glorious food wow. every day. And, like, it That's was so generous. So, wow. So good. Honestly, there are times where I'm like, I should just go work there. Because it was so good. And it is. It's amazing. Anyone that's around Warwick should go to Fanny's for breakfast. But yeah, yeah. What's, their, what's their best dish? Oh, the best dish probably is an egg baguette mm. um, with um, sausage, pork sausage, if you eat that. But it's just like an egg and cheese sandwich. But their baguette is so soft, but crispy and delicious. And then they have like a homemade hot sauce. Ooh. Homemade ketchup, mm. everything is so good there. Mm. But that's a staple. That's a big staple. And then mm. they have a great um, specials every day. Yeah. But it's such good. And then what was the worst? The worst thing about working in service? Yeah. The people. Can't live with no Can't live with that. Exactly. And for the most 
part that we had such nice customers that came there. But it was like during like apple season as a big tourist time for Warwick. Oh, yeah. So like that sort of time when people didn't know like that we're a small like six table restaurant. Like mm. we're not churning out IHOP style. You know, mm. like things take a minute to cook. Mm. You know, there's only like three people in the entire building working for you. Like so there's a lot going on. Yeah. And um yeah, just the the things that they would complain about. And especially because that was my first, like, customer service job after, like, getting into a serious, like, app off of a serious treatment where I was sort of, like, isolated from a lot of, like, society. Mm-hmm. And so to come back and to, like, hear the complaints that people had was honestly so trivial and so like painful to my soul (laughs) to hear like the coffee not being scorching hot or the coffee being scorching hot or like like, everything i was like how are you finding like the smallest things the most important thing in your life and in your meal when like this is just a blip in your radar for like a second it was just unbelievable so yeah people need something to complain about girl so i feel like they don't know what to do with themselves if they're not complaining or it's just they're just so used to it yeah Yeah. what is that why is that why like why like do i guess guess there's a lot of reasons why i think they just had probably like so much stuff that is always wrong with them that like it just got to be like a normal so like if anything's not wrong they have to find something Mm, yeah like that's normal to them like a certain state of unhappiness <laughs> honestly yeah. yeah i think yeah. people are used to a level of discomfort or misery and di- or or it's also media where you always see stuff on tv or movies and people are like complaining about their jobs some people always complain about their jobs mm-hmm. they have so- always something to like or it's a family or something like yes they have to comment and remark about something i'm right. not different i definitely <laughs> do that yeah. but then sometimes you take us you know a step back and you're like is was this really that bad? Like, did I have yeah. to complain? Like, does it does it matter? Yeah. Like, does it fucking matter? Also, I don't understand why people want their coffee scorching hot. Tongue, <laughs> 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 like, how you do what? Yeah, I don't get Calm it. Calm down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's like the the stupidest complaint you think you can remember uh, hearing? Stupider than that, coffee. Yeah. Was <laughs> coffee temperature was a constant. Um, it was a constant. It was a constant. <laughs> and then, like, a chat. I brought my own thermometer. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, one guy sent back. So, this guy sent back his eggs. BYOT. And he did not pay for them. He said, I'm not going to pay for these eggs because they were over easy and not over medium. <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> pay for the meal. Walked out. <laughs> and I was like, how pretentious could you be? Yeah. You didn't even, and like we made it, the worst part was that like the, someone overheard it, the chef overheard it and like made him new eggs, didn't eat them and just left. I was like, what the, f- what is wrong with this person? But I hope he got cancer. On, yeah. Sorry, that was bad. That was bad. That was bad. The eggs were all bad. Yeah, right. Fuck you. But you could say that. You could, you know, you have the right. You I could. <laughs> I honestly would not wish it on anyone. No, I did. That was a total joke. Except for that one person. <laughs> <laughs> you know who you are out there. Exactly. No, uh, that would be terrible. Yeah. What do you think? What's like the most important skill you picked up from working in a restaurant? Time management, mm. for sure. Um, prioritizing, like, tasks. <laughs> and, uh, like, follow-up. I feel like that's 
mm. what I've learned the most. Because, like, when things are going really fast, you just have to, like, remember what tables you have, who's, like, kind of chill and, like, can wait for a minute, and mm. or, like, sitting around and talking, and who, like, needs to get their stuff immediately. So, yes. like, time management, for sure. Yeah. And, like, people... Yeah. Management. yeah, it's very personal. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like you, like you see like very like, like different like types of people too. So you see like a range of like how people react to certain things. Both like both I mean both people that you work with, but also people that like you are serving also. Because some people it's like they are just like cool being like yeah, I'm gonna wait. I'm like a patient person. I'm an adult. I can like wait. And there's people who are like the worst. You serve me. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I, so I, I work in a restaurant uh, right now. I work in a sushi restaurant. And I've always said that like some there are some people who do like the thing of getting to cosplay as of being a richer person than they are, and like nothing makes you feel like richer sometimes than like knowing that you're like being waited on. And some people like really relish in that. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it is interesting. Even like culturally, like I used to work at Levi's, mm-hmm. and we had a lot of tourists come in and. The people, some people that would come would just be like normal, whatever, like here, like, can you help me find a size, whatever. But there would be some like people that would come up to you and expect for you to like wait on them hand and foot, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. carry their jeans like with them as they like, oh, go. Wow. like I was like, I'm not a personal shopper. Like mm-hmm. wow. that's a whole different experience. Like I'm not here <laughs> to do that, <laughs> but I'll help you find your size. There's just like other customers. Like I was busy. Like there's a lot of stuff going on yeah. or else if they were just like, if it was now and there's no one in the store, you know, that's fine. I would walk around with them all the time. But yeah. it was just, like, the expectation that, like, that's what service is to them. And I'm like, okay, very different. Very different. Yeah. yeah. People are just entitled. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just, yeah. People just very Yeah. Yeah. What's the most important thing you learned uh, being a stand-up comedian? Ah, important. In yeah. terms of... In terms of stand-up, probably, like... Uh, What's most important in terms of stand-up? To probably, like, know... I feel like... I don't know if it's important for everyone else, but for me specifically, it was important to hear what I was saying to the crowd and, like, understand what I was going to say next. Because I know that that sounds sort of weird, but... I'm also yeah. getting kind of high, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like, yeah. totally understand <laughs> what you meant. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like I'm saying it to them, and like for a while when I first started in stand up, I couldn't remember what I said on stage at all. I still can't sometimes. Sometimes I'm like, I don't even know what the fuck I just said. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't tell you. But there was like a, a point where I was like, I don't, I don't, I can't like understand what they're hearing. So like I had to sort of just do it constantly and just like keep doing it and doing it before I could be like, okay, I said this joke and like, it went like this. And I remember that they reacted this way. But mm-hmm. for, that took me like a minute for some reason. And I don't know if it's just me, but mm-hmm. yeah. That well, it's try it's experimentation, right? Trial and error. And also you get different reactions depending on the crowd. Yeah. Right. Also, cause you don't know your audience's sense of humor. Yeah. You're just going by your sense of humor and your material and your, and then some people in the crowd would be totally like, oh yeah, I'm totally, you know, in on this. And then other people are just like, oh, I don't yeah. get it or don't mm-hmm. relate or don't relate or don't like, it doesn't register or yeah, it is like a shared experience yeah. for sure. And then like trying to like poke at them if mm. they're feeling uncomfortable and mm-hmm. trying to like poke at them. That's something I'm still obviously working on, but it's <laughs> fun. That's what I like too. It's just like constant learning and like constant, um, 
like growing with your craft. I think that's just, just my favorite part about it. That's what I do admire about comedians though, specifically stand-ups, where you guys really know how to like settle and rest in the discomfort. You like <laughs> yeah. initiating it also, or if it happens and if you're, I don't even want to say like bombing necessarily, or there's some like, you just don't get certain feedback that you expect, yeah. but you know how to sit with it. Like mm -hmm. it's, that's hard. That's yeah. not like who puts themselves through that. That's why like, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> understand. Yeah. But, but then that's why it's as an audience member, when you see somebody you watching them work on it live and then get themselves from one area where there may feel like discomfort with the audience or whatever. And then they travel to another area and everyone's on board and you're yeah. like, holy shit, they just flipped it. They're like, wow, they yeah. just weaseled their way out. Like, <laughs> yeah. they just, and just like, yes, there are comedians who cannot do that. I true. will say I do find, and of course this is biased because I am a woman, but I do find that women like out of the comedians that I've seen, like if they're bombing or whatever, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's like communication or connection or something that a woman has. I feel like I've seen them be able to like ease their way if they're in a sticky situation or whatever it is, not getting the right fit. Like mm -hmm. I've seen them um, just go through it smoothly, but guys, I feel like, like cheap. Bad. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it, but the dude, you're like, dude, no, stop. Like, just quit it. You're not getting it. It's not good, whatever. But a woman listens. I don't know. Like, I feel like they're more receptive. I, I just feel more seen or more like if they're like, oh, okay, this is not, let me redirect or mm -hmm. let me. And of course, I've seen male comedians totally do it successfully. But I feel like it's just different. It's different when you see a woman go up there and you're just like, oh, I feel like they're way more aware of certain things in this room than this guy is. Yeah, and like a guy is just like, oh, I, I think so highly of myself. And right, I'm just right. kidding. <laughs> I know my shit's funny. Yeah. yeah, or that, like you were saying, ego. And you have to have a level of ego to think, oh, what I have to say is so important. You know, like, you have to have that oh, to be any performer entertainer you have to be like oh i feel like i am this good at this level yeah you know it is that level of confidence absolutely but it's just interesting to see you know each you know person do it yeah what is your i mean how many women have you met when you like started doing comedy and then in person or virtually if you're doing you know zoom shows i mean i know it's overwhelmingly male but how was it or co-hosting with people or being on a lineup with other people? Like, how was that in general? Like the, yeah, I guess, connection yeah. with male versus connection with female. Yeah, there's not, you're right. There's not that many women for sure around Hudson Valley Especially area. Especially what you're doing. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's what area. I mean, specifically this region. Yeah. Right? I honestly, like, I love women. I love working with them. And I love, like, women in comedy. I also have worked with women for the majority of my life. So it was sort of nice to flip to a male-dominated space for me mm. personally. Um, the only thing was that I did that in two aspects. So I switched over to like 
um, web development, which is also another male dominated space. So I did that and comedy at the same time. And I was like, whoa, this is a lot of guys. So It was very different, which like, okay, I just jumped right into it. But it was interesting. That too was like a learning process, like how they react to people, like how to talk to them. Yeah. Dude, like so many guys just don't listen you know yeah. like so many guys just don't listen to women just yeah. point blank and like yeah. not, sure majority of guys do and like it's it's getting better but for sure there's people that like just don't even look at you and I'm like cool okay whatever I don't um, even think it's their fault sometimes I'm just yeah. like oh you are conditioned like yeah. you, just grow up as this, you only yeah. know this way I, okay. I get it I'm the opposite I went from a very in the corporate field working with a lot of men and now I'm working in a company with majority women Which is awesome. and only one guy so it's just very different <laughs> yeah which is yeah that's probably really interesting for you it's fun yeah <laughs> it's definitely fun but yeah you know I think that it's I love meeting um new people in general I also I always gravitate towards the women that are in stand-up and doing stand-up I always try to like make friends with them um and yeah. Uh, Do they get catty? Are there any in like, you know... You know, I don't really like focus on it. I think it's probably a detriment of mine, honestly. I... Because I, I... I really like... I used to judge people. I'm going to say like I used to judge people pretty hard when I was in college. And it was like I was living in the city and I was like thinking... I was like, I'm the hottest shit. Blah, 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 blah. You know, like stupid fucking... I had thought so much about other people. And what they were thinking about me. And, you know, I was, like, in my 20s, whatever the fuck. Um, but, like, I cut that so hard after I got cancer. Like, it just really brought me down to, like, level zero, honestly. And, like, everyone has their own shit that they're going through. Mm -hmm. And, like, I don't judge anyone for the most part. Like, I really keep it. Unless I, like, I don't know. I really don't even. I can overcome, like, anyone's shit that they're going through. Because I'm, like, whatever, dude. You know, you can change as a person. It might take me longer to get through some people's shit if they, like, really did something. But yeah. for the most part, I really don't judge anyone's shit. Like, you can be whoever the fuck you want, you know? But, um, and that's what I like about comics, too. Like, they're all, they all have, like, some deep fucking shit that they're dealing with, you know? Mm -hmm. So, like, I just want to, like, talk to you as a one-on-one. -on -one. We're trying to have fun, you mm -hmm. know? I'm not trying to, like think about, you know, what does this person think about me? Or, like, what, or who are they really thinking? Or who are they really? Unless I'm hanging out with you on a day-to-day -day basis. Like, unless I'm, like, dating you, mm -hmm. go about your way, you know? Like, Have you dated a comic? No. <laughs> no. Um, my boyfriend's very funny. <laughs> he, um, but he's he not depressed. Me a lot. Yeah. <laughs> 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 <Exactly>. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, he's a musician, so he's, he's got his own Oh, life. he's got his own problem. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, what instrument is what does he play? He he mostly plays guitar and bass, but he's one of these people that can just pick up anything mm -hmm. and just start playing it. That's cool. Yeah, I'm really not like that at all. Yeah. I can't play a single instrument. <laughs> yeah. Which one would like if you could like magically have the ability to play an instrument, which instrument would it be? Hmm. I always wanted to play drums. Mm. Ooh, same, yeah. Yeah, I tried a little bit, but then I just, like, for some reason, like, my coordination, I can do, like, the two mm. things, but once I have to do <coughs> another thing, 
it's just like a mess. Uh, yeah. All yeah, yeah. Like I got the two yeah. and that's it. So like, it's like your brain is splitting in like yeah. four different, five different directions. Yeah. yeah. Like just one and two. Yeah. yeah. How is it? Okay. So you're both, you and your partner, <clears throat> both artists, mm-hmm. right? Doing something very creative. What is it that you like, you've learned from each other that has helped you in your own life or something, either a quality or a perspective or something that he has or do like, you know, very different brain being a musician. Yeah. Um, but yeah, creatively, like something he's like tapped into where you're like, Oh, mm. I think that he always, like if we were to go to a museum, like he goes to the weirdest, like in my opinion, the weirdest <laughs> exhibit. Like we went to this, um, just like, we went to the Met or something like that, and they were you were in the Egyptian section for like God knows how long. <laughs> and I was like, the hieroglyphics is what we're staring at. <laughs> what? I was like, there's wor- there's like huge paintings down the wall, and you're just. But then you know, like I was super high with him, and I was just like, you know, this is actually pretty fucking cool, and I would have never given it the time of day, mm-hmm. you know, like, and it, like, opens up your so. mind, yeah. Yeah, but, like, I was staring at this, I would go, I was like, someone carved these <laughs> <laughs> into it, and then, um, Wait, did you guys, like, take an edible and then go to the oh, yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're like, oh, oh I'm so starting fun. to understand the hieroglyphics now. Egyptian. Amazing. Weed is awesome. Wait, what's the kind of art that you're gravitated toward when you go to a museum? I do like, um, I like a lot of paintings, but sculptures usually is mm, my go-to. Yeah. That amazes uh, me. Like, yeah, how smooth it is and how detailed it is just like blows my mind. So I love to look at that. Yeah. Especially in the, yeah, they're super old. Yeah. When I was in Greece, I was like, holy crap. Uh, Majority of all of this is still intact. Yeah, yeah that's amazing. I was like, what? Yeah, and sculpting is effing hard. Like, yeah. Like, like, if you've ever tried sculpting, it's like... It's Never like, tried it. I can't believe it. a person, like, is one thing. But, like, it's like you're, you're like, all right, chipped off that part. You're like, fuck, chipped off too yeah. much. You're like, great. I'm just making a smaller box now. Yeah. <laughs> you're telling me I'm just supposed to chisel on yeah. this rock? Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Yeah. I'm going to make a girl with two tits? <laughs> what? Come on. What does this do? Come on. How do I make a curve? out of this jagged fucking thing yeah. and make it smooth what yeah. Yeah. also yeah. back then where they didn't have like you know a buffer or like tools that they have yes. today where they polish and shine and like rough around the air or smooth around the edges or whatever that's what I'm saying it yeah, blows my blows. mind yeah yo whenever I see uh, an ice sculptor you know all the time when I see um, ice sculptors I like I'm like, I'm like that's so amazing <laughs> yeah. every day I see every day. Day. yeah mostly in July um, and so like whenever I see them I'm like oh, that's amazing and then I'm like Oh, it sucks. It's gonna be gone soon. Like yeah. it's, it's like, it's like they make it knowing it's going to melt. Yeah. Unless you keep it like a nice box, yeah. but like that's true. I never even thought of that really. Or yeah. Give it too much thought. Yeah, but there's there are some people who do like that part of art, like the thing of like you make it and then you get rid of it, and, and yeah, and like um to be fair, Brendan, you do do improv. Do do. <laughs> <laughs> you sure, do improv, that's and that's gone. It's gone. Cool. That's yeah. it. No one else is. I mean, I guess if you record it, but it's diff- It's live. Well, you have that live experience, and that's it. That's why it, it is a live experience. That's mm-hmm. probably the same thing for stand up too. It's because. Even though, even if you're, you're, you're doing stand-up and you're doing the same jokes, like, that audience is particular. Like, no, like you'll never replicate that audience mm-hmm. in that room the same exact way ever again. So it's, like, that's why it's so important to, like, say that when you do an improv show to be, like, so, you know, like, this show is never going to happen ever again. So it's, like, this is literally just for the, the eyeballs. And, like, that's something you need to really be able to, like, 
harp on in order to get people to come out to a live comedy show in general. Yeah. Um, yeah speaking of which, in the middle of the podcast, do you want to you make uh, shows coming up that you want to uh, plug or promote or talk about? Oh, man. When does this come out? Mm, it comes out now. This is coming out now. <laughs> oh, today, today is probably Wednesday or later, whenever somebody's listening to this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would say it's about Wednesday or later. Maybe it's, a, maybe it's Tuesday if yeah. I feel ambitious tomorrow. Yeah, I was listening to this one about that. Jordan's right. It is Wednesday. Yeah, like it's actually, yeah. we're yeah. live. Yeah. If, you, if you're listening to this, it's out already. Because yeah. you're listening to it. So thank you for listening to this podcast. <laughs> Yeah, no, it comes out kind of immediately. That's yeah. awesome. Unless you have a show tomorrow that you're trying to plug. It oh, yeah. Out. yeah. No Valentine's stuff. Yeah. No, thankfully. Yeah. <laughs> no one's really trying to listen to Kings. Can't imagine. No, I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. I don't know. That was <laughs> <laughs> You'll know if you go on Valentine's <laughs> yeah. Day, then. You'll know she did. <laughs> um, I have a show in Beacon on Friday the 17th. Ooh, at Beacon. 8 p.m. Uh, uh, Two-way brewery. Um, one on the Thursday the 23rd at City Lounge in nice. Lindhurst, <laughs> yeah, right Lindhurst. over here. If only it was tonight that you had your show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I have one uh, on the 24th and I'm trying to find the address too, but it's in Poughkeepsie. It's cool. So follow me on Instagram or something. Yeah, I don't just go to Poughkeepsie and yeah. you walk around until you find it. Right? And yeah, right? I'll be on the street promoting for the most part. No. Yeah, look for signs that say cancer on them. Yeah. yeah. You're like, oh, follow follow yeah. yeah, follow those signs <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and find the show. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and while we're talking about live shows uh, and stuff coming up, uh, this Friday, the 17th of February, mm-hmm. we are having a screening at Foreign Objects in Monroe, which is a dope-ass brewery, and we're screening the Where the Horn, our feature film, so come on out for that. And then uh, the 24th, which is also a Friday, we're doing a show over in Austin at the Westchester Collaborative Theater with Blind Tiger. We're doing the Interdimensional Improv Show, where we go through different realities, space, and time periods in an improv show with one character. And then we got some stand up coming up too, Jordan. Oh, yeah, hell yeah. yeah. February 25th, we got a stand up show at Annabella's House of Mozzarella, Annabella's Comedy Lounge, as I like to call it affectionately, with uh, our lounge singer, uh, Mr. William Pompeo, the uh, uh, Master Don over there at the uh, Annabella's House <laughs> of Cheese. Um, yeah, we got Nick Callis coming back, who he tore down the house last time he was there so he was just like "Ah, i think i'm gonna come back and uh tear down the house again uh so he's coming back we also have tiz Irie, who is a great comic Mm -hmm. uh from down in central jersey-ish area (laughs) uh and he's amazing and sarah ross who i have not seen before but she uh has performed at the comedy store and south by southwest and a bunch of other places and she's very funny as well. And we might actually have some special guests. There's actually a New Orleans comedian who might come through uh, who is looking for some extra dates. So we'll see if uh, we get that special guest. And, you know, there's always surprises. Uh, the surprise isn't just what's in the middle of a cannoli. It's uh, sometimes... Wait, are you surprised by what's in the middle of a cannoli usually? Ah! <laughs> and how good it tastes. Oh, like, yeah. What well, is this? Say, how does it taste so good? Yeah. To be in there. Yeah, some jam. <laughs> uh, yeah. I thought this cannoli just had peanut butter. <laughs> Wait, which, where, where's your favorite place to do comedy? Or like that you've done comedy, I guess. 
my favorite place. Yeah. It was Tapped, to be honest. Yeah. It was like my favorite place. One, because it was so close to my house. <laughs> and then two, <laughs> I just really liked how small and intimate it was. Um, but then now I don't really know. Favorite place? Everywhere, man. <laughs> my body. Planet Earth. <laughs> Yeah. Also, I, you can, the, the listeners can't see us, but I like that you have an imaginary beard that you strip when you're I It does help. It, there's something kind of that, that, that does help the thoughts go when you have yeah, a wizard beard. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've noticed though, I've, I've transitioned to doing it up here, which is bad. Like, uh, I'm starting to be like this. Like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, I should stop that one. But this feels so good for some reason. I'm like massaging my head for people that are just listening. Yeah, she looks like, like she's going through some immense grief. <laughs> Westchester Collaborative Theater. So, yeah, so we've been doing these shows over there with Blind Tiger Improv for about a year. I think so, yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it's, it's a great space, though. Uh, so we, yeah, so we, we have a form that we developed over the pandemic. Uh, oh. So, yeah, it's been fun to do that. Yeah. Have you ever uh, done any improv? No. Yeah. No. I've watched it a couple times. Um, but, you know, it really scares me. I'm not very good on my feet. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm good conversationally. I, I swear, Like, I feel comfortable conversationally. But, like, if you ask me to, like, think about performing, like, just as if it was conversation, there's no way I could do that. Yeah. It's not very, it's not very good. Yeah, what about crowd work? Do you, uh, do you have any time? I was about to ask about crowd work. No, I have to, like, have something already set up in my head, pretty much. Mm. Like, I'm one of these. Even, like, I, I tried so hard one time at, um, at this comedy club, Rhino, in, um, uh, Suffern. Mm-hmm. I tried so hard. There was one time this kid it was just like, oh, no one has any shit tonight. Like, let's just pull, like, pull topics out of a hat and, like, riff on it. And I was like, oh, yeah, I could totally do that. <laughs> <laughs> and just, like, was just so, like, blatantly dumb. I was just, like, dumb and, like, like so truthful. There was just nothing funny about it. I was just answering a question as if I would in real life. And I was like, this is not entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> I was just talking. This is just talking. <laughs> like, it's not funny. So... Yeah. What, yeah, that's something I'd work What's your, your writing process usually like? Um, I do like that free write for a while. Just like shit out whatever is in my head. And then I usually like go back and like grab whatever I think is like something I could make funny. Mm-hmm. And then I work on that and like why I think it's funny and then just like narrow that down. And then a lot of the times too, I'll just like throughout the day, just like write a little note of like whatever pops into my head. And then I'll try to make that funny in some sort of way. Mm-hmm. Do you ever test out your material mm-hmm. on your partner? Some, yeah. Some stuff I do. If I'm, like, stuck in a rut and I, like, can't articulate something, I usually, like, ask him mm. um, if he thinks... Or if he just thinks an idea is funny. Like, you know what I, Like, I'm always asking him, like, you know what I'm talking about? And he's just like, no. I have no idea what I'm talking about. I'm like, okay. Maybe this is just a me thing. <laughs> so, um, I, I'll still, so like he's always, we're always like doing stuff though. So sometimes he's not there and that's why I can go to a mic and I'll do that. 
and sometimes they don't give a shit and then they don't even answer. I'm like, you know what I'm saying? And they're like, <laughs> <laughs> no, not listening. But yeah, and sometimes. You work in web design. What's something that people don't really understand about computers? Oh my God. Um, probably that the internet is basically run by methods. <laughs> 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 and it is run by methods. You guys probably know that. Please elaborate. Please explain. Yeah, people it's who like to do illegal things. Or yeah, other... just like people that like, <laughs> like mean the dark yeah. web. Yeah, but like uh, the dark web is just like a. It's not as scary as it thinks. It, you think it's just like a a separate private internet. And, like, that's what they're trying to do eventually is, like, make, ideally, like, a new internet where it's just, like, you know, how, do you guys work on Discord or anything? Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. How they have, like, essentially that works because it's, like, servers. So, like, you're talking in your own little box. Right. And no one else can really break into it unless they hack it. But um, those are all, like, mini internets. And they want to make, like, subsections of the internet. Huh. Um, and the dark web is just one subsection of the internet. Um, but um, what are your thoughts on the AI thing, the chat AI, whatever that like that website came out where they didn't kind of like they kind of like Google but separate from Google because they didn't want it to be biased. And then you, yeah, I use it in PR, so I was oh, nice. yeah. When they told us about it, I was like, what? Yeah, writes. It's crazy. Articles, everything. Yeah. Do you ever type stuff in there and you're like, write a joke about? No, no jokes. No, I don't do that. But my uh, my job did start using it too for um, like meta descriptions or something. Mm. And I think it's cool. I mean, I think it's really interesting. There's a whole bunch of worms that it, like a can of worms that it's opening up for copyright issues mm. for like other artists, like the specifically the the generated art um, that people are starting to use. Yeah. It takes images from the internet, which is essentially people's work mm -hmm. yeah and their like yeah. creativity so they're getting kind of interested in how to sue for that or just like how to go about that yeah um but ai is it's i don't know that's the wild west like yeah. that's like the wild west like youtube was i suppose but now i mean like i took a software engineering course and i like i learned all this shit during the pandemic but it was through like children were teaching like there, there was like a 16 year old was like okay so now we're going to go I do and I was like you're <laughs> five years old like, <laughs> that's really good voice <laughs> but like they just go on the internet and like there's so many videos of just like children but like they build the craziest shit yeah well yeah because they just get into it at such a young age now yeah. too it's well, like yeah I grew like, up with it already evolved yeah. yeah we grew up with it before while it was evolving yeah today mm -hmm. to, I was with my nieces today they're two and four and at first I was like, like obviously like, they like no how to use like phones and all this stuff like like not I like, know there's no, no hesitation they, they know how to use it yeah. and today we were like be on TV YouTube and then an ad came on and my niece goes that's my favorite ad I'm like you have a favorite ad <laughs> 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 so I got that for Christmas I'm like I guess it worked then. <laughs> I was gonna say um, about the AI thing were you talking about them trying to find out how to sue for copyright and the AI borrowing other people's I mean I get it art is to be you know like influence and people do like not the line between like oh is the art stolen or is it like an inspiration or an influence mm -hmm. or you use it to like do something else or whatever but like we're uncovering new ground with artificial intelligence mm -hmm. and they're coming like illegally being like oh what are the terms and conditions for this whatever but just it made me think of like just how they d had to do with 
Bill Gates when they didn't have, the U.S. government didn't have anything on mm -hmm. when he was doing stuff with like windows and monopolizing mm -hmm. and, the, and they're like, oh, wait a minute, wait a, hold on a second. You're controlling a lot of this sphere, but we don't have any laws against it. We don't have, and then they brought him to court and did that whole thing. Mm -hmm. So I'm just like, oh yeah, AI is also, I didn't even think of that legally. I'm like, you're right. It uses, I mean, obviously the Information is processing, right? Mm, Everything yeah. that's feeding into exists and other real people made it and did. I mean, what are your thoughts about like where tech is going mm. in general? If it's AI or if it's like, um, I don't know, so much of our lives are through <laughs> screens already, but yeah, yeah, just I guess the evolution of technology. Yeah, there. it's definitely like all machine learning, artificial intelligence for everything but it's just like what they're teaching everyone so like I mean, your job crazy. wouldn't exist yeah. without i mean at a certain point most jobs are not going to exist yeah, so exactly. well yeah. yeah that's what they're doing yeah i don't know i mean maybe we'll hit something like maybe something will come in between and like stop the fast like the speed of everything because i don't mm -hmm. think that we have time to like process mm, <laughs> what yes. this actually yeah, is gonna like turn into yeah um and the thing is like everything is a machine and like yes you are telling it like how <laughs> to perform and like how to um learn but like i don't know did you guys see the article that um they like had two computers that were like talking to each other and like learning off of each other and then all of a sudden like they they like tried to like take over or something like that. I don't know. I'm for oh. I'm blanking on like the specifics, so maybe I don't go into that. But, like, <laughs> yeah, there's a robot out there. Like the Will like, hey, that didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. Or, right. Which movie? It's like was that the Will Smith movie? Oh, I, I robot. I, I robot. Yeah. yeah. That that movie knew. That movie effing knew. Right? Yeah. Yeah. We think it's gonna save us when we need like get in a car accident yeah. and then it takes over and do it like yeah. oh, one robot so. will be good the rest will be bad yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah okay exactly. just find the good robot yeah exactly yeah. 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 it is a protagonist it's about yeah. to start right, 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 right. yeah yeah always yeah. good for evil yeah find yeah. Will Smith also maybe <laughs> <laughs> maybe not now but <laughs> <laughs> maybe especially now. Yeah, so maybe, maybe the bad robots need that bitch slap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> when it all comes first, full circle. Is like yeah. the robot war happens, and Will yeah. Smith saves the day by just smacking all the robots. In the yeah, back exactly. Of he thinks all the other robots have Chris Rock's face. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he thinks all the bad robots are saying bad shit about Jada Pinkett. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, her, her things yeah. coming out of all their mouths. Yeah, he's like, like a giant hand that just smacks them all at once. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's under my chin. It's just come to circle. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. But seriously, yeah, that movie did, like, you know, I don't know, our imitates life or playing the state. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your favorite movie? I hate that question. It's so tough. Yeah. I like that. I ask you, okay. I don't give a fuck about your feelings. <laughs> 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 There's so many. I really, I always fall back on, like, dramas for sure i mm. do like a good drama i like um bronson is probably one of my favorites oh, come on. fantastic yeah. um and then i also like stupid stuff like bridesmaids is honestly one of my favorite movies it's good um, very solid very solid yeah. and then um yeah I've recently rewatched um, Reservoir Dogs. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. Yeah. Highly suggest rewatch. Yeah. We did like so my boyfriend and I like to do like um 
like series of movies. So like we'll go through and do like all we just did all the Quentin Tarantinos. Mm-hmm. And that was so fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you have a favorite Quentin? I think I don't know, because like I just said, like Reservoir Dogs really hit home. Yeah. I don't know, just something about Everything, I don't know, it's just great. It's just tight, too, because the movie gets very long, long, which, and they're great, they're always great because there's a lot of good stuff in them, but, like, Reservoir Dogs just, like, gets to the point and it's, like, yeah. it's, like, it's like very, very, yeah. like, fleshed the out. The ending? Yeah. It's, <laughs> like, yeah. it's so good. Yeah. I don't know, but then the Glorious Bastards came along that, and then I was like, oh, shit. Oh, yeah. I, and, then, and then I was just like, now I'm going to change my favorite. <laughs> it made yeah, it hard. Like, and then, then there's, like, Pulp Fiction. Like, yeah. how are we really... Doing this. Yeah. They're all yeah. so good. Right. Yeah. 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 And Django was time? also pretty high. Oh, Probably yeah. like the mm, might, might be the top of my list. Which one? I don't know. Django. Django. I just so yeah, good. It was just very complete. Yeah. Very enjoyable. And then I really liked Once Upon a Time in Hollywood too. Mm-hmm. Didn't like it. I didn't think I was going to, but I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was okay. I watch it more. Maybe you'll hate it like me. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. I only watch it more. <laughs> you guys should watch it so many times that you reverse opinions on it. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't think it's his best. I just didn't like, yeah. Yeah, conversation for another day. But sure. uh, curious though, who else? What else? Like series or rabbit? Like, did you? We went to a James Cameron one, which was a weird one, but we went through it. <laughs> <laughs> like from Titanic to like Avatar. I was like, yes, let's do it. Wait, did you watch the most recent Avatar? No, I didn't. I actually. haven't seen. No, it. I haven't seen it. I don't have seventy five dollars to go to the movies right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have AMCA listers, so that's why. Yeah. I am so jealous. I really want to do that. It's worth it's it. Worth yeah. it. If you go to the movies, so once we do it's worth it. Yeah, I do. I live right there. Yeah, literally. At this point now, if you go to the movies once a month, it's worth it because yeah. basically twenty five. I mean, yeah, actually. especially for an IMAX. Yeah, for yeah. Sure, or anything in Dolby. Yeah. Includes that? Yeah, the only yeah, thing that yeah. doesn't, it doesn't include it's like it's a weird dreamscape VR experience that's to have in the garden state, yeah, but yeah. that's not included. But everything else, also, it's least. totally. That's I'm. Great. I feel like I'm such like a like a sales rep now because when people are like, <laughs> oh my god, like I, <laughs> so sorry, back up. When it was I <laughs> was like scrolling through Instagram and this is how I got the news when they're like AMC's like oh they're going to change the price depending on the seat oh I know and they're gonna up whatever mm-hmm. and I was like Jordan I was like oh my god can you believe this and he's like yeah but you have AMC A-listers and he's like so it doesn't matter <laughs> I felt, and I'm like oh my god you're right <laughs> but I was livid like yeah. I was in the first half I was so mad I was like I can't believe they're doing this <laughs> we goes from like picketing AMC to saying next to Nicole Kidman in the opening <laughs> <laughs> just like any friend I was talking to I was like you just you have to get it now I was like yeah. it's not worth it but then again how are they going to track it people were like coming out with their comments and everything and they're like okay I'll buy my seat that's really cheap and then I'll just move to a different seat yeah yeah, yeah. sometimes if you depending on when you go it's not full like yeah, how are they going to keep track of that yeah, yeah. you think the people that work at the theaters are going to come Mostly on not, yeah. what do you guys do if you go to a theater now it's all like all reserved seating what do you do if you go there and someone's sitting in your seat like what's your like your because I had a meeting the other day and I just like, <laughs> really was, it did was it yeah. all, like the theater packed? Uh, it was like mildly packed. It was like the new M. M- the Shyamalan movie, Knock at the Cabin. So it was like half packed, and I was like, trailers are starting already. Like, do I make a deal? Yeah, you tell them to move. 
Yeah, but I was like, I was like there's I a better seat right there, though. And I was like, I think someone else is sitting in it, and then no one came. Yeah, but so. then you'd have to. Move. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I was, 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 was nervous, though. Every time someone walked in, I was like, like, it's a little dark, but like, I used to think whenever someone walked in that it was like a shooter. But now, like, this. Oh my god, but, Brett! But, but it, it happens in theaters. I do, I do legitimately get scared of that whenever I see someone <laughs> walk in every single time. But this one day, I was like, oh god, it's worse today. I'm worried that they're gonna want to sit in my seat. <laughs> Uh, and their shooter. <laughs> no, but anyway, so that's the question. <laughs> what do you guys do when when someone's sitting in your seat? <laughs> if the theater is packed, I tell them to move. Yeah, yeah. I'm like polite about it, but I have no problem putting someone in their place. Mm. Wow. If it's not, yes. <laughs> yeah, no. So bad. <laughs> yeah, Jordan's the one that's just like you know, like it's fine, like everything's like chill and cool. <laughs> And you're like, you know, I don't bother anybody, they're not bothering. I'm not, I'm not a person where I would never, like, if I ordered something at a restaurant and it was wrong, or something happened, I'll eat it, I'll take it. I'm never somebody who, like, returned something or put it back or whatever, and I'm not saying intentionally someone sat in my seat or did whatever, right. but there are times where I'm just like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not gonna just sit here and sulk it and be, like, move. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but there are, like, yeah, but then there are times where I'm just like, oh, this is a human being serving me at a restaurant. I'm not going to be a dick. Like, I'm not, mm. I, I don't think I'm an asshole 95% of the time on purpose. But then there's sometimes I feel like some people need, like, tough love. Mm -hmm. I think mm -hmm. there's some people who just so used to, like, getting whatever they and doing, like, whatever, and then they need me. No. <laughs> but if it's not, but if it isn't a pack theater and there are a lot of seats, I, then I'm just like, yeah, what the fuck is it? I'll just yeah. sit somewhere else. I don't care. It depends. Yeah. Depends. But that's my answer. Yeah. Yeah. I think that I would be a bad feminist and uh, I would turn to my boyfriend and say, I think they're sitting here. <laughs> 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 I don't think it's the like I act yeah. like the guy, yeah. so I don't think it's a feminist. I don't think I. I it's it's I interesting. Call you a feminist. Either. Okay, good. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but I, I just wanted to clear. I don't view myself as a strong female person. To be honest, I view myself as like, oh, I'm channeling like guy energy. Oh like, yeah. Growing yeah. up with dude. Honestly, that is how I view it. Where I'm just like, yeah. No, I do that with other shit too. But like in a in a theater, sometimes I'm just like. <laughs> How are you about in general of like confronting people or not at all? Like you're not confrontational. I think I'm either I'm either like zero out to like where you're like talking about. Like I'm either like right there in your face and being like mm. almost like too blunt about it, you know, like mm. <laughs> because that's just like the only if I don't say it exactly like how I'm thinking it, then it's just going to be, like, nothing at all. So I have to just be, like, you. Okay. you. And then, like, it's interesting seeing people's reaction to how I say things sometimes. Because I'll be, like, really blunt and they just won't expect it or, like, not know how to process it, I feel like. Mm. So, um, yeah. But I feel you. You gotta bring out the, the guy energy sometimes. <laughs> you gotta bring out that big dick energy. Yes. Jordan, <laughs> you wouldn't ask a person to move? Uh, nah, I probably wouldn't. Yeah, no, I would see, definitely I find a seat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. I, I would even like... buy another seat. Just <laughs> 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 to avoid conflict. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> you really, yeah, you really won't. Uh, you'll totally avoid conflict. All the way, you will not. But doesn't that make you uncomfortable? 
Don't you want to just like, you know, Yeah, no, I'm always uncomfortable. Yeah. In every situation. Wait, so uh, what are, what are the Wait, but then I'm your part, so then you, you'll you do what she did. You turn to me and be like, yes. hey, baby, right. you're sitting in a yeah. seat. Right. And then yeah. I'll come in like, I'm Yeah, then I'll pretend, I threw, like, <laughs> I'll pretend I threw a grenade and like cover my ears and like duck the opposite way. Yeah. Oh my god, are you comparing me to an explosion? <laughs> yeah, but in a good way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, in a good way. Bring in the explosion yeah. to the call. Yeah. You're really <laughs> useful in military uh, situations. Yes, yeah, yeah. exactly. And, uh, <laughs> at the end of the day, you get your seat. So, right, right, right. You know, yeah. you're sitting in the right spot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> At the beginning of an explosion, you get many seats and people will be like, oh, fuck, I want to sit away yeah. from this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, but how are you guys if people are being loud in a theater? I'll give them one chance to stop and then I'll get mad about it. That's, so, this, this, this is my 100. This is, this, this is my other time. <laughs> Wait, but do you say something to them? Uh, so, are you just sitting there? <laughs> <laughs> and then we would be like, ahem. <laughs> Shush before I went with that felt really rude first time. So I thought I'll say, yo, be quiet. <laughs> what if they're kids? Oh, I don't care. Dude, there was a there was a <laughs> I was being Swiss Army man and there was a kid that was on his iPad and talking at the same time. I'm like, like choose one. <laughs> While the movie's happening, like they're not in the trailers. And I said, oh, yo, can yeah. you stop that? Yeah, so I, it's always yo. I feel like I assert my dumb and say yo. yo. And then like Get slowly lower stats as I go on in the sentence. So, <laughs> um, what do you do? Yeah. I honestly, I haven't like had an issue with that, but oh. I feel like I would honestly just let them do it mm. and be annoyed the whole time. But the whole time. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I would just probably like do, deal with it. <laughs> I don't. It depends too on the movie. Like if they. And what they're yeah. saying and what they're oh, saying. Yes. Fair, fair, fair. Like, yes. that's true. If they're that's just true. talking and having like a weird conversation, then it's annoying. But if they're like talking to the movie, then it's yes. like it's annoying, but like it could also be funny. Thank you so much, Dana. <laughs> For this super delightful and pleasant conversation. Um, we learned a lot. Um, I hope you enjoyed yourself. I did. I hope you didn't pry too much. No, I'm an open book. Cool. Well, yeah. looking forward to your next chapter. Wow, that's yeah. a lame story. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Phil's off the air. Time to put me on. Oh, I can't believe yeah. Dr. Phil's off the air, finally. Yeah. Um, well, it was lovely. It was, we had a nice time. We also got to have some cake and tea in the middle, which is the most... <laughs> if, so if, delightful. If you get stoned and eating tea or drinking cake or eating... Strike that reverse. Yeah, no, it's now a British podcast. Exactly. Thank you for listening to Sessions with Mary Jane. Okay. Um, no, but thank you guys for listening to Sessions with Mary Jane. Thank you, Dana, for being here. And continue following. Oh, wait, what's, what's your handle? Where's your, where can people, people find all the stuff that you're doing? So I'm most on Instagram. It's five underscores Dana Marie, D A Y N A, because it's phonetic. <laughs> and then uh, I have a YouTube. Uh, it's the same handle, but mostly on Instagram. Cool. Awesome. Yep. I will. Well, thank you for listening, and uh, continue following Late Night Hump stuff because we'll also see you on Instagram at Late Night Hump. Thank you. Have a good day.